Good morning, church. Good morning, Camelback. How is everybody this morning? Yes. We had a wonderful guest speaker lined up for you today. And uh, unfortunately, there were some unforeseen circumstances. But do not worry, because I have something awesome for you guys today. You guys ready for this? Are you ready? Yes, I'm going to get you guys fired up today with me. I want you guys all to go ahead. If you don't have a Bible, there's a Bible underneath your seat. I'd love for you to take it out, and I want you to follow along with me. We're going to be in numbers. If you've got your phone, you can use your phone as well. Ah, thank you, sir. We're going to be in numbers. And as you guys find it, Numbers 13, I am going to give you guys some context, some framework uh, of where we're going here to give you an idea of what's happening. And so Moses has got a really good job. Israel was in bondage and slave for over 400 years. That is a long time. So United States has barely been a nation for over 200 years. And... uh, That kind of gives you an idea of how long these guys have been enslaved and in bondage for. And God had given Moses a job to do. He says, I'm going to have you go and take our people out of Egypt, out of this bondage. He says, I've got something better for your people. I've got better plans for them. I've got a better future for them. And I want you to take them out. There's something better. Have you guys ever felt like that? There is something better that's going on in my life right now. There's better circumstances that I, this what's going on isn't, isn't where I need to, there's something better for me. Has anyone else been there and think of that right now? Because I know I've been there. I've done that. And uh, so today, God has something better for you. He's got something better for you. And uh, today I'm going to talk about fighting for your future. Fighting for your future. And I named this sermon, and it's called Grapes, Grasshoppers, and Giants. Yeah, Grapes, Grasshoppers, and Giants. Now, how am I going to bring these all three together? Well, I'm going to do it, um, and it's going to be good. I guarantee you. And so we're, we're in Numbers We're in Numbers 13, and a verse, uh, 13 verses, we're going to look at 1 and 2. And he says, the Lord said to Moses, sent some men to explore the land of Canaan. Now, as Moses had pulled his people out of Egypt, they were, they were in the desert wandering for about 40 years or so. And the promised land for them was Canaan. And the, God says, hey, you're going to sit here for a little bit until we see what's going on over there. And so this is where we're at. It says, Moses says, send some men to explore Canaan which I am giving to the Israelites. God's giving this land to them. So he, he's saying here a little, little farther down the verses, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my leaders together, and we're going to send out some people, some spies into this land to figure out what's going on there. Because we don't want to know what type of people is there. You know, is, is it good people or bad people? You know, what, what, what type of soil is in that land? Is things producing? Is it good soil? Is it bad soil? Is it fertile? You know, is poor people there? Um, and, and, and when you go, do your best to bring back some of that fruit because I want to see what's being produced there. And so that's what they did. They send out um, some size, and they were there for 40 40 days checking things out. Have you guys ever been, like, invited to a party or, or, or somewhere's house that you don't know anybody there, and you're like, oh, yeah, uh, I'll go. Well, who's there? You know, uh, what, what food 
do they have? I'm, I'm about, I love food. And so if there's good food there, I don't care who's there. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go. Um, it's funny, my, my sister and I are kind of the same like that. And so have you guys ever asked that, you know, uh, who's got, maybe there's someone there I don't like. I don't kind of want to be there for that. So it's like the same concept. Hey, who's there? What's going on there? What type of food is there? And, um, and then they came back. They reported back, and they brought something. They brought back some grapes. And they brought back lots of grapes, lots of big grapes. These grapes were so big that they had to tie the clusters up on poles. And they had their two to four men holding these poles because it was so heavy. The grapes were so big and so heavy that these guys had to carry it on their shoulders. Now, now these are the biggest grapes I could find for you guys as an analogy. Um, they're actually pretty, I think they're pretty big. Uh, I got them from Walmart if you're wondering. But uh, <laughs> these grapes was something that they showed Moses. Because as they were looking at that, they wanted to know, Moses wanted to know how fruitful that place was. What is the potential? How is that soil? Is there fruitfulness there? What are the possibilities? And, and these guys came back and said, the possibilities are huge. The things that is there is amazing. It's going to blow your mind, Moses. That was the good news. But also, also there's some, you know, bad news. Not so good news. You know, the people there, they, uh, they're powerful. They're so powerful people. And, and they don't really want us there. You know, their cities are big. They're fortified. They've got walls around around that place, and, um, and there's giants there. Yeah, there's giants. Can someone say giants? Say giants. But there's also grapes there. Someone say grapes? Yeah, they got grapes here, right? They've got grapes in this place. Things that are good. Things that are potential. I'm going to eat this one and toss it to you. There's giants in that place, but there's also grapes in that place. So the good news is God has grapes and more grapes than you can imagine for your life. He's got a lot of good grapes for you, a lot of good things for your future. And how do I know this? How do I know that God's got great things for you? God's got great plans for you. He's got great futures for you. There's a verse here in Jeremiah, very good verse, but Jeremiah 29, 11. If you don't know this verse, I encourage you to memorize this verse, lock it in your brain here, because this is great. Jeremiah says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and plans for the future. God's got plans for your future, guys. He's got great plans for your future. Is anybody else excited for that? I know I'm excited for what plans he's got for me. Because there are plans to prosper. He's got a plan. These plans are on his path. He's got a path where his plans are at. Sometimes we get off his path, right? We get diverted to somewhere else. And we decide, no, I want to make my own path. And there's many different paths. But his plans aren't and his futures aren't on all those paths. That's why we need to stay on his path. I just want to eat this. 
His plans on the path are for our future. In Psalms 25.4, it says this, show me the right path. Why do you think he's asking this? Why do I need to ask? Why do you need to ask what path that is right? He says, point out the road for me to follow. Why does the psalmist say this? Because he knows the plan is not on every path. He wants to know what the right path is. He says, ah, God, show me the right path. I need to know this right path. Where do I go? How do I figure this out? God, show me this. Show me the right plans you have for me. Then here's the not so good news. The not so good news is there are giants in the land of the grapes. There are some big giants in our past. There's where our grapes are at, those giants are at. And we have to face those giants. I want you guys today to think of the grapes as an analogy for your future and the giants as well as analogies are in your future. And this is where we're going to have to make a decision to where, what we're going to do for these giants. It doesn't matter what your age is. It doesn't matter if you're 14 or 18, if you're 20, 40, 60, 100. If I miss the generation, your generation too. You have to make a decision. Am I going to sit back and watch my future pass me by? Or am I going to fight for the future that God has me? Did you guys hear that? Or am I going to fight for what God has for me? We're going to continue the story here in Numbers. We're looking at 28, 30, and 33. They came back to Moses and the community there in the desert. And they reported back to everybody. And they showed them the fruit of the land, the fruit that they had. And they gave Moses the account. We went into the land to which you sent us. And it does flow the milk and honey that you were talking to us about. Here is the fruit. But the people who live there are powerful. And the cities are fortified and very large. And there are giants there. What's happening there at the end now? They're second-guessing themselves. Hey, there's things there that's going to stop us. I I don't know if we can do this. They're starting to second-guess themselves. There's big things there that's going to keep us from my grapes. There's things that are going to keep us from our future, our plans. And in verse 30, this is great right here. Caleb, as this is all going on, then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, we should go up and take possession of the land. He's saying, I am willing to fight for my future. That, the, the stuff in that land, God has given us. I'm ready to fight for it because it is good. And God's not going to let me stand here. If I ask him to help me with this, I'm going to go get my land. For you can certainly do it, he says. But the men who had gone up with him said, we can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. And they spread that all among the Israelites. They started to tell people all that. The bad report about the land they had explored. They said, the land we explored devours these living, everything living in it. All the people we saw, they were a great size. They're thinking, we can't do this. Here's even the worst part, the saddest part, verse 33. Because we seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes. 
and we looked the same to them. There's two things going on here. Caleb was saying, our future is worth fighting for. Yeah, I know what you're saying, guys, but it's worth fighting for. There seems to be things that are in a way. This seems that we are no match for these giants, the things that are in our our way. But my future is worth fighting for. Your future is worth fighting for. And one of the mistakes that people make is to assume that if God wants me to have something, I don't have to fight for that. That is a huge mistake right there. And things are going on. If it's God's will, that's, 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 things are happening right now. God wants it to happen. It's okay. I think that we forgot about Jesus here. Because when Jesus had his mission, he fought all the way through it. His mission was to come here and to save us. People have forgot that, that as he was in his weaknesses and when he was lonely, he had to fight through that. When people were saying, you are not the son of God. You're going to die for, for saying this. He fought every way through it. Why? Because he was on a plan. He saw the future that God had for him. And the future was good. He did the future for us. The things that we're fighting and we're going through, the th- our nation is, is, is crazy that's going on out there. We fight not just for ourselves. We're fighting for people around us, for our families, for our, our marriage, for our kids, for our relationships. And because God says the future is good. Jesus fought emotionally through this. Sometimes we don't fight physically. We fight emotionally through this. And there is something God wants for you. Yeah, there's stuff that's going on in our lives. Things are happening, but we need to fight. God has something better for you, something better for humanity. And some of you might be having, you feel like some guy's placing something on your heart too. You need to fight for that. There's a story in the Old Testament with the city of Jerusalem. And it's in um, uh, Ezra and also Nehemiah. And so this was a 400 BC, and this place, Jerusalem got wiped out. Everything was destroyed by this army. They burned everything, they stole everything, and they took captive of everybody in Jerusalem. Some ended up fleeing and being able to stay. And Nehemiah, almost the same story as, as, uh, as Joseph, he had favor of God. And so um, he started to go up through the ranks. Because God had favor of him. He kept moving up until he moved up and he was like the right-hand man of this king. He was the bear, cupbearer of the king. And he, when he had heard about his homeland, what was going on there, God had placed something on his heart to go back and fight for the future over there. And God said, go and talk to the king. I am with you. He goes and tells the king, hey, this is what's happening in my home. I, I need to go. And since he had favor... The king said, oh, absolutely, go. Do you need money? What do you need? Nehemiah goes back to Jerusalem, and he starts to see things. He sees what's happening. He's talking to the people there. And in Nehemiah 4, 14, he says, after I looked over, after I looked things over, I stood up and said to the nobles and officials and the rest of the people, 
don't be afraid of them. Because what was happening is some of them were trying to build things, and the armies there were laughing at them. You've got holes in your walls, kicking the walls over. You can't rebuild this place. Nehemiah comes and says, don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome. Fight for your families. Fight for your sons, for your daughters, for your wives, and for your homes. So our future, we need to fight for. We need to fight for the people in our lives. We need to fight for our marriage, right? We need to fight for our community. We need to fight for our nation. Because God's got a better and brighter future for us. We can't just sit by and think, oh, uh, this is the will of God. No, because then if you have that ideology, you're going to sit back in that path and you're going to not, you're not follow his path. You're going to sit by and watch things happen. When God is saying, no, I'm using you to fight for my future. When it comes to your future, don't count yourself out or think of yourself small. That is what the guys said. We look like grasshoppers. They saw themselves as small and that they couldn't do anything. Don't think of yourself or your future as small. If you're off the path, don't worry. Because we have a big God who can make detours, bring you back on that path. And if you're thinking, no, I am so far gone. There is no way that I can get back to what God wants me and has for me. And that is a lie from the pits of hell. That is lying to you right there. Because God's got a future for you. And it is full of grace. It is prosperous. Don't count yourselves out. Because God tells me that I am able and I am exceedingly and abundantly. I will have exceedingly abundantly future. I know there's a fight. I know there's giants in my way, but I am going to grab for those grapes. And that's what Caleb has said. We are going to fight for those grapes. Guess what? They end up going into there and they destroyed those giants and they took their land because of God. They saw their future. The grapes are reachable. The giants are beatable. And you are not grasshopper. The band's going to come up here real fast. We're going to close out. I want you guys to know you are a child of God. Yeah, yeah, you are a child of God. If you know Christ, you are a child of God. God is the one that created this universe, and guess what? He lives inside of you. The creator of the universe is inside of you, and he says your future is bright. You are not grasshoppers. You are not little in my eyes or anybody's eyes. Go and grab those grapes. Go and grab those prosper things that are for you. They're prosperous. And if you don't know who Christ is, and say, I want this God to be with me inside of me so I can be on the right path, so I can have a good future and prosperous, we're definitely going to pray after this song together. Because it's easy to accept Christ. And He's got something amazing for you creator of the universe says you are awesome. You're beautiful. I've got something better for you. Guys, stand with me as we get to worship God and we get to sing with him. And I'll come back up and pray with you and pray over you as well. You are not grasshoppers.
Grab for the grapes, guys. Grab the grapes that God has for you. Don't be afraid of those giants. Don't be afraid of those gods. want to know who Christ is. Say, I want him to help beat these giants in my life and grab those grapes. Say, you can do that right now. And it's simple. Guys, go ahead and bow your heads. And if you want Christ to be the Savior of your life, to reign over your life, to bring you a future, Pray Jesus. Amen.